Today's episode of the Closeout Podcast is brought to you by, wait for it, Matt, the Duke Blues Devils. Because they haven't just lost to one, but two unranked teams within a week. Hargrove, you said last week that their 22-point loss doesn't define the team, and they were going to bounce back. Well, they just lost by 12 to Wake Forest. Well, I'm trying to think what is worse, either them losing badly to two unranked teams or what you just decided to call this episode. <laughs> what are we doing, my guy? Are we, naming the, are we naming the episode this? The Duke Blues I Devils? guess. I guess. We have to now. It's so right. bad, it's good. Thank you. I thought, dude, I've been thinking about that all day. I was going through You're class. Welcome. Dude, I walked back from class and just had an epiphany. I was like, the Duke Blues Devils. That's what we're calling it. <laughs> I even texted you no no response back, but it's all good. You, you probably saw it and were like, I don't want to do this podcast. I thought, I thought, it, was a ju- I thought it was a joke. <laughs> all right. This was a huge weekend, not just in college basketball, but also the NBA. And we're going to be hitting all of that. But before we get started. Jim Nance. Alright Noah, so the biggest thing that this podcast is known for, in my opinion, is you and me saying stupid stuff. And I'm going to go down the line and say stuff that we have said that is really idiotic. Okay. So first of all, we got what you named this podcast. What is it? The the Blues Devils or something like that? The Blues Devils because they're sad. Okay, uh, something along those lines. So that's one. Uh, second is is me saying that 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 Duke that Duke's loss to North Carolina State was just you know it was no big deal. Thank it's just, you. It's just something Thank you know that that's gonna blow over and they're gonna get back in the gear. That this is a this is a trustworthy Duke Blue Devils team. And boy, was I wrong about that. And the third thing was I think it was two weeks ago. You were trying to convince me that this college basketball season was starting to find its groove, that yeah. everything was starting to be okay. The, the top seeds were starting to win. Matthew, well, no, are, you doing, are you doing this to convince people not to listen to us? <laughs> <laughs> listen, we're, we're – You're making a list right now. You're making a list of reasons. I don't know what to people. say now. Listen to us for, for fun. Who, I don't well, know, no, I don't here, I – I actually want to give you props. Yes, we do say stupid things on this podcast, but I think we've said some pretty knowledgeable things. Like, I, I, I was close. I predicted Kansas was going to win by five. They went by you three. Did. Close that enough. Was close. You that was close. last week you predicted that BYU was going to beat Gonzaga, I and I did. They indeed. got a big win. So look, people do need to listen to us. Now we, while we <laughs> say stupid things, <laughs> like That's I think, happen. I think last episode. I, dude, I actually want to talk about that. I got a text. Um, I'm not going to say who it was. Remember when I said that there were 10 coaches better than Coach K? Yes. Right when I posted the episode, about two hours after we posted it, somebody texted me and was like, you cannot go like on something that you post somewhere and say that Coach K is not in the top 10 uh, coaches list. And I was like, look, clearly it was a joke. I'm sorry if I offended First you. First of all, was, was this man's name Stephen Carter? It wasn't. 
but wow, okay. I don't think I don't think Steven listens to our podcast. I think after like one episode when we were trashing Duke, he was like, I'm done. He was done. Well, this is already our uh the sec uh the second podcast that we're gonna title after Duke doing something awful because we had the, the Cameron Crazies one. Oh yeah. Maybe we should like maybe we should name it something different, but that's the only thing that I can think of that's uh, nah, nah, we're, keep, we're keeping the, the I like the Duke Blues Devils. We're gonna yeah. get so much crap for I know, this. I know you do. I know you like it. <laughs> when my think about when my dad hears the name of this. I'm gonna get an immediate call just <laughs> yeah. getting made fun we're of. Gonna, we're gonna stop getting listeners from your dad. That's that's pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty bad. Well, hey, let's get into these games from uh, this past week. So, your Kansas Jayhawks are officially now with Gonzaga getting absolutely ran by BYU and San Diego, San Diego State getting their first loss of the season. Your Kansas Jayhawks are now the number one team. First of all, how are you feeling right now? Your team is the best team in the nation. Look, um, I'm feeling on top of the world. Um, I wake up every morning. I'd like to thank God. Uh, I, I, I would like to not only thank God, but Jesus um, for this opportunity to be a Kansas fan. Uh, I wake up every morning just thankful that I picked the right team when or got put into the family that picked the right team. Um, but actually, let's talk about it. N- number one, Udoka Azabuki has played about as good basketball as I have ever seen. Ever seen I want to say for, like, out of all Kansas big men since I've been watching, I haven't seen someone this dominant in games. I um, mean, not only did not only did he just ball out against Baylor, but the next game against Oklahoma State, which you, I mean, it's you don't get as a boogie. You expect him to do that against Oklahoma State. But, I mean, he put up some big numbers in that game as well. So, yeah, he's just been on a tear. Uh, these past couple of games. And not only him, but Devon Dotson, while he didn't score that much in the Baylor game, he only had 13. He made such an impact throughout that game just being on the floor. That's why I think he's one of, if not the best point guard in college basketball um, in the conversation with like a Peyton Pritchard. Um, but he has played fantastic. Even in the last game, though, I was talking to my dad about it. He's not even looking like he's having to play that hard right now with how well Azabuki's playing. And you also got Marcus Garrett, who on the defensive end has just been incredible. Like, absolutely incredible. He came up big in that Baylor game. And we just looked better. Like, we looked like the better team. I know the score was close uh, throughout the game, but I wasn't really worried because I just felt like yeah, we were the like, better team. Yeah, it looks like Kansas controlled uh, the the game most for most of the game they controlled it and the thing Uh, is we only had two guys come off the bench that game and they played david mccormick only played for five minutes and fouled out and christian braun played for 21 minutes so our starters were playing most of that game yeah and then one of your stars didn't even score a bucket so it's crazy to me that kansas really isn't that deep but i mean you're still you're still in the number one team in the nation and as a bookie all of his points were from lobs. They were oh, yeah. Dunks. He, I think he was like, he out of his 11 field goals, eight of them were dunks or nine of them. Yeah. And when teams in the, in the future are going to play Kansas, they're just going to have to load the box and hope that Dotson and Garrett and, and Moss miss threes the entire game. 
I yeah. feel like that's which is very that, which can which is very likely. Yeah, you, you cannot let Azabuki go in and beat you in the paint. Once he gets the ball, you're almost gonna have to triple team him. I was watching the Bucks and the Raptors uh last night and their game plan when Giannis would get the ball and and the Bucks were trying to let him have an ISO moment, they were stacking the box. They were, I mean, triple teaming him basically, and he was right. having trouble scoring. He still got 19 points, but you know, you expect Giannis to get more than that. I mean, I think you have to play him like that, like those players, like how you would play Joel Embiid or Giannis, just yeah. because in college basketball he is like that kind of player. Yeah. Um, I what what confused me throughout the game is, I don't know if it was just it was like him getting the position, but he would get behind them behind defenders every time. And when he gets behind you, it's over. Like he's going to dunk on you. So teams got to do that too. Um, But this Kansas game was big, but I think this Gonzaga BYU game was more surprising. Um, I will say this, and I know this is going to make you happy, but you got to say, especially the way Gonzaga lost, you got to say that Kansas right now is the best team in college basketball. Because oh, right, yeah. they, they, and, you know, they just beat Baylor on the road. And I know, I know Baylor beat them early on in the season, but this is, this is where it's getting closer to March and you got to trust the teams. Now you can't trust, you can't, uh, you can't, how, how am I, how am I supposed to say it? You, you can't expect teams to play how they were in the beginning of the season. Like you see, oh, yeah. uh, uh, talking about a team in the Pac-12 like Washington, they were ranked to begin the season. Now the worst team in Pac-12. So you got to trust the teams that are playing yeah. well towards March. So that's I mean, why this Kansas team at the beginning of the year was not reliable at all, and they're looking a lot more reliable now. Yeah. And then you got teams like Ohio State at the beginning of the season who looked absolutely incredible, like the best team in college basketball. And now I think, what are they, 25? I mean, they just got a big win, but um, it really is how it – how you develop over the season. But, dude, this BYU game, they just slapped Gonzaga. Yeah, and it looks even worse because this was the first ranked opponent that they have played since the middle of December. And BYU, yeah, they're ranked, but come on, Gonzaga. You you are the number two team in the nation, and you get beat by 13 points. What are we doing? Um this this loss it, it didn't knock them out of the top four um, because San Diego State I think they're still ranked above uh, San Diego State they may be that four seed uh, I think it goes Kansas uh, and maybe Baylor and then, I know Dayton's in that top four now so right. uh, but but yeah this was a, a I mean a terrible loss they shot five for twenty five from three point range you usually don't see that from the Bulldogs I mean they're always a great three point shooting team and then when you look at uh, BYU, they were shooting 53% from the field and 41% from three. I mean, that's what you got to do. I mean, that, oh, honestly, I mean, if you're... I mean, Gonzaga still put up 78 points. So, it, I mean, yeah, if you are going to beat Gonzaga, because we're not saying that they're a bad team, um, but, yeah, if you're going to beat Gonzaga, you got to put up, I mean, 40 point, 11 for 27, and, yeah, shooting 53.2%, you're going to be – I mean, you're going to beat a lot of teams that way. Oh, yeah. I think Gonzaga is going to have to win out for the rest of this year. And I think this loss could actually be good for them in the long run. I mean, playing a team in the top 25, um, light you up a little bit when you get the loss. Everybody's telling them now, like they're hearing all over the place, Gonzaga's not real. They haven't played anybody all season and they lose to their first ranked opponent that they play or for a while. Um, 
it could light him up, or they could just be like Duke and start um, losing every week. <laughs> yeah, um, I know for a fact Steven does not listen to us. <laughs> no. <laughs> the amount of, like, comments I make. But also, there's no undefeated team left in college basketball. San Diego State loses to UNLV 66-63. to But I'm going to make an argument here. I think this loss was really good for San Diego State. Because I think they needed, like we were just saying, I think they needed a loss like this before you get into March Madness. I think going in undefeated is the worst thing that could happen for a college basketball team. Because then you could maybe end up like that Kentucky team. You know, you get to the Final Four and then you lose. And it's like, well, maybe they were due or something like that. Like something is like bound to happen. Like it's just, it's like it's too good to be true to go undefeated. So, yeah, maybe, uh, you know, a lot of people are saying San Diego State, Gonzaga, oh, can we take them seriously now? But now this loss may actually end up being good for both these teams. Yeah, and I mean, if a couple plays go a different way, San Diego State wins this game too. I mean, it's not I mean, like yeah, the Gonzaga it's not like the Gonzaga loss where they just got outright manhandled. It's yeah. a three-point game. But speaking of close games, I know we're jumping around fast, but I was waiting to get to this one. We got lots of or- Oregon loves overtime games. It's their fifth one of the season. Well, um, this has got to be the worst part of being an Oregon fan is watching this many overtimes. I'm surprised you haven't had a heart attack yet, Hargrove. Um, this game, yeah, they've had a lot of overtime games, and the one that actually – almost did give me a heart attack was their first overtime game this season against Seton Hall because they were down by like 17. They they came back and won. But this one in no way should have Oregon won this game. So Arizona had a chance at the end of regulation to to hit, I think it was two free throws, or I can't remember if it was one or two free throws, but it would have won them the game. And right. whoever was shooting the free throws, um, I think it may have been, gosh, it, it may have been Josh Green uh, for for Arizona. But anyways, he missed the free throws, so we go to overtime. Oregon takes the lead. Arizona, I mean, there was like zero point four seconds left on the clock, maybe a little bit more. Arizona has to send up a prayer down the court, and Peyton Pritchard ends up fouling one of Arizona's big men down there and they're in the bonus. So Arizona gets two free throws. So it's a one point game. All he's got to do is make, I mean, he makes one, they tie two, they win and he misses both of them. So Arizona should have won this game. Um, But yeah, this one gave me a heart attack, but good Lord, that man, Peyton Pritchard. I mean, I will say it and I'm sorry, but this dude is the best point guard in the league and we will go about in in excuse me in college basketball and we will argue about this till the day we die but the man getting 38 points on the road and i, I mean it's always hard to be arizona uh in the pac 12 on the road uh the man was absolutely sensational so here's my peyton pritchard take look when you look at this oregon team and i watched this game uh yeah he played incredible like this dude shoots it better than anyone in college basketball. Like I will He's got range. I will say that right now. But 
it's because he has to be this guy. Yes, I mean, but that's outside, the point. outside of Pritchard, literally the other four players on the floor just watch him. They stand and watch. It is him versus five other guys. And then when you look at players like Devon Dotson, he's got Azabuki, he's got Marcus Gary, he's got Obaji, like he, he's got uh, Isaiah Moss, like he's got guys around him. Peyton Pritchard's putting this thing on his back, and he's like, here, I'm going to carry us to the finish line. And he can only do that for so long. That is not going to take them far in the, in the tournament. If he wins player of the year, all power to him, because I don't think this Oregon team makes it past the second round of the tournament. Wow. Are you serious right now? First of all, Dane Allman is, is, is too good of a coach. Uh, for crying out loud, he led a team that wasn't even – that wasn't even going to get an at-large bid, Noah. But Oregon wasn't even going to get an at-large bid unless they won the Pac-12 tournament. They end up winning it, go to the Sweet 16, and then lost by five to the number one team who won the, the national championship, Virginia. So I, I trust Dana Altman. Peyton Pritchard is playing the best basketball he's playing right now. This team. Yeah, so, do you trust this second. offense where it's, hey, everyone stand and watch Peyton Pritchard shoot? Yeah, like, not, that's what. Not a, for so long, but for, yeah, to get past the round of 32. He's not they, shooting they, like this. Look, they he, he, like, he took 27 shots, Hargrove. No, they've beaten good teams. They, they beat Seton Hall. They, hang, they hung with Gonzaga. They just beat Arizona. They just, dude, they've been losing for weeks now. I mean, this was their, this was a huge win. This was a great bounce back. I mean, Look at their schedule. Whoa, whoa, haven't they? We've been talking about this. Like they, they've been losing recently. First of all, they okay. They began. They began the month. They lost to Stanford and Oregon State, and those are bad. Yeah, losses. that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, sorry. I like completely beat, blanked on their schedule they beat here. Sixteen Colorado beat Utah, lost to Arizona State, and then beat Arizona. So yeah, they were struggling at the beginning of the month, but. This Oregon team, Dana Allman's too good of a coach. Peyton Pritchard's too good of a player. They're going to get past around a 32. I think in the Pac, I think arguably the Pac-12 tournament is going to be one of the most fun tournaments to watch. Like more fun than SEC Big 12. Oh yeah, like I think number one, I think UCLA can beat Oregon. I think UCLA can beat Colorado. UCLA got, is the most shocking team in the Pac-12. Oh, my that, God. That team was doing absolutely nothing to start the season. And then, then they just decided, yo, let's turn it on. And yeah. now they're looking incredible. Um, but I do think out of the Pac-12, I know Oregon's third. Um, I do see them being the best in the Pac-12. I think in the Pac-12 tournament, they could get a surprise loss to like a UCLA or an Arizona or something like that. Um, but I am telling you, in the tournament, the way that they're playing right now, it will not be sustainable. And I can tell you right now, Noah, that this this dude who is, is, is shooting like Dame Time low, from Logo Lillard range, and Dana Altman, who is one of the most underrated coaches in the nation, is leading this team You're past saying the this? round of 32. And then the fan in me is going to win the Natty. They're going to win the national championship. You can take that to the bank. Now, let's – we got a lot You're of saying stuff. that. You can take that, that to the bank. Hey, I'm going to take that clip of you saying that and make it our intro. You can take that to the bank. You can take that 
to the bang. There, another one, another one for the intro. You can use all three. I don't care. I uh, love it. All right, Maryland, Ohio State. Maryland, Ohio State. So Ohio State. We were talking uh, last week. So they had a big game in the middle of the week. Ohio State did, and we were talking. You know, they get back in the top twenty-five this year. Their chance to get some national attention, get get back to people trusting them more. Well, they lost, and we were thinking, you know, that hurt them. But Maryland, top ten team, they need this one desperately. And they got it. They looked good in this one. And I really like Maryland. Maryland's been one of the most consistent teams this yeah. year. Um, so that, that was a big one for Ohio State. And uh, another game on, on Sunday, a Big East matchup, Creighton, nobody – I mean, Creighton, they weren't even ranked. I don't even think they were ranked to begin the season. Not even, like, to begin 2020. Not even to begin conference play was Creighton ranked – they are now 10th in the nation, and they just absolutely demolished Butler 81-59. to 59. And Butler at one point was a top-five team uh, in the nation. So, I mean, this Creighton team, people really have to pay attention to them. I mean, they have they – are, they are, there's no argument they're the hottest team in the country right now. They, they probably I mean, are. They've won five straight conference game, and – for only the second time since joining the Big Real, East Real, in 2013. Do you, have their, do you have your their schedule pulled up? Um, I don't, but I can. But did you know five of their wins over top 25 opponents this year? That's crazy. And also, one more thing about. Sorry, I don't mean to go back. The Ohio State uh, Maryland oh, game. Yeah, no, I jumped. I jumped too quick. No, you know, no, you're I'm good. Like, I, you know, I, I would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We. I just want to say this, so we can jump back. Um, Ohio State has beaten every top ten team that it's played this year, which is not I mean, really tough. talked about. Talked that's about tough. when when people are uh, talking about this team. Um, let me go to Creighton and see their schedule here. Um, so they started out the season losing to Michigan. Um, okay. They lost Which to San not, Diego not State. Loss. That's not a bad they, loss. They lost to San Diego State. Right. And then they okay. beat Texas Tech when they were 12th. Okay. Lose to Butler. Lose to Villanova back-to-back games early January. Okay. Um, lose to Georgetown and Providence. Wow. And so they, they started off conference play with four straight losses. They start, No, that they started, they started off conference play with two straight losses. And then... The next week they lose to Georgetown, and then a couple weeks later they lose to Providence. But since February eighth, they have not lost a game. They've beat St. John's, they beat Seton Hall, they beat DePaul, they beat Marquette, and they beat Butler. So okay. this Creighton team has some losses that hurt, like the San Diego State loss, the Butler loss, the Villanova loss, um, the Georgetown loss, and the Providence loss. But it looks like they're heating up in their coming together, which we were talking about, it doesn't matter how you start the season. It matters now. It matters in February. A lot of these teams who started out strong aren't looking good anymore. And this Creighton team didn't start out looking strong, but they're looking great now. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, it's, it's scary because, like I said before, uh, we're getting closer to March. And the teams that are, are going in the hottest, that's, that's the teams that you got to pick to win it. So Creighton may be, uh, may be a good sleeper pick to go far. And I, and when I say far, I'm talking, I'm talking final four far. Talking about teams that not a lot of people are talking about. I feel like Florida state is killing yeah. it. 
They yeah. just beat Louisville by almost 20. Um, 15, beat them by 15. Uh, this Florida State team is tough, led by Leonard Hamilton. It was a really fun game to watch. Well, what did you think? Well, uh, Florida State, I mean, they looked really sluggish in that first half. Louisville uh, came out at a great first half. And Jordan Awara has actually really been struggling uh, this month. And he is the go-to man. He's the one that, I mean, when he gets going, Louisville is really hard to stop. Um, so when he's struggling, it's hard for Louisville to win games. Because um, this is a dude who he can put up 20 to 25 points when he wants to. And when tournament time comes around, he's going to end up having to be that guy. But I'm pretty sure during that game in the second half, Florida State went on an insane run. I mean, okay, so I I can't exactly remember uh, the run. But listen to the first half versus the second half and points. So Louisville won 40 to 32. That was a score at halftime. The second half, Florida State outscored Louisville 50 to 27. I mean, if you score 50 points and a half, nobody is going to beat you. Or you're you're 100% going to win that half. Um, but, yeah, Florida State, man, they're a team that just nobody – and Florida State, you know, it's weird. Nobody really talks about them. But these past couple of years, they've always had a solid team. I mean, what did they make yeah. it last year? Didn't – did they uh, beat Gonzaga in the Sweet 16, or did they just? Yeah, meet I want. I want to say that they beat them, and then they made it to I the Elite Eight or something like that. Remember. But Florida State is is uh, is a team that they've been playing really well in these past couple of years, and nobody really talks about them. And this is another well, team who uh, I think you can trust to make the Final Four. Yeah, um, this this team wouldn't surprise me at all making the Final Four. The thing about this game that that uh, in the first half. They both were shooting 50% from the field, uh, Louisville and Florida State. But the thing that killed Florida State in this first half was they had nine turnovers. And they come out in the second half and shoot 50% again. So Florida State shot 50% this entire game. And in the second half, they cut down on their turnovers. And Louisville came out and only shot 32%. Um, So Florida State just went on an unreal run. but, yeah, I think this Florida State team going into March needs to be talked about um, more than most teams. I would put them in my top five uh, teams to, that I think w- could very well make the Final Four. And uh, going back to Jordan Awara, 11 points on 4-14 shooting and one for six. So uh, that cannot happen if Louisville wants to make it far into the tournament. Some other games. Oh, from- it's time. It's time. It, yeah, it is. Uh, Let's talk. It's, it's Duke, Blue Wake Devils. Forest. So the Duke they, Blues Devils. I mean, they get beat by NC State. The crowd, by 22. You know, no crowd rushes the court. I didn't think a thing about it. Um, I didn't watch this game, but when I was looking at, you know, I saw that the game was like tied at halftime, I think. And I was thinking, oh, Duke, Duke's about to, you know, they'll take over in the second half. And sure enough, I go to my phone about three hours later, and they lose in double overtime. What is what is wrong with this Duke team? You really, I mean, one, one bad loss, I guess, is fine on the road. But, I mean, you get two losses. If you're a, a top six team in the nation, you get two uh, losses to an unranked team. 
I mean, you got to be asking yourself what's, what's going on. Yeah, and Mike Krzyzewski after the game was clearly frustrated talking about uh, the team's lack of competitive edge. Um, I mean, when you look at the game, you had guys on Wake Forest, like, um, I don't know his name, but he dropped 25 points. And then you got, like, you got guys who have not scored like this all season coming out and just shooting the lights out. But that's what you get when you're Duke. You're going to get every team's best. And the thing is, this, this Wake Forest team, if I'm not mistaken, lost five out of six of their games coming into this game. And then they come here, shoot 52% for the game, and they made 37 of 50 free throws, including 13 of 15 in overtime. And Duke just really, it didn't look like they had an answer. They had players getting in foul trouble. Uh, Vernon Carey Jr. fouled out. You know, with Duke, I think what it's going to take them to go all the way is Trey Jones, Vernon Carey Jr., and Cassius Stanley, all three of them have to do something. Because we saw in the NC State game, it was mainly, you know, Vernon Carey Jr. and Trey Jones. And, and Cassius Stanley, I mean, he, what, he had four points. And then in this game, you get Trey Jones, a nice 24. And then you get Cassius Stanley with 14 on 5 of 10 shooting. But then uh, you get Vernon Carey Jr., with just 10 points, and he's and he's better than that, uh, and then fouling out. I mean, it's going to come down to those three guys all performing if they want to make it far. Yeah, I 100% agree with that. And, I mean, in games like this, yeah, it was foul trouble. Yeah, Wake Forest shot really well, but that's not an excuse to lose to a team that's 12 and 15 on the season. Yeah, and it was a little better to see Matthew Hurt get some production production in this one because this dude when he came into the season as a he was supposed to be like one of the best freshmen in the country this year this dude has done flat out nothing zero nada i mean i I look at the box score every time it's like zero or two points and and in this game he got 12 points but it was it was inefficient four for 11 and then one for five from downtown um, so, but I, I guess, you know, if you're going to get a little confidence going from hurt, uh, you know, 12 points, hitting 12 points is, is not bad. Um, but yeah, I got to get more production from Duke and then carry Stanley and Trey Jones all have to perform, but you know, I'm going to be honest, Noah, and, and you're not gonna, you're not going to like this. And don't I, say I, it again because they're going to go this, lose their next I game. I was saying this. I was saying that maybe you do need to go into panic mode. But now that we've been talking about it and thinking of it, Wake Forest probably played the best they're ever going to play this entire year. They had five guys. That's not an excuse. Over 16 points. Yeah, yeah, That doesn't I, happen in no. college basketball. It took Absolutely. Almost but it can happen. Yes. It took almost it, the inevitable. It was a double overtime it's game. Like, it was a double overtime game. These that's guys the have so point. much more. T- that, that's the point. It took them in double overtime and for guys to get their whole starting five to get more than 16 points and and then to shoot 51.5% from the 
51.5% yeah. to beat them in double overtime. So no, yeah. I apologize. I apologize to the Duke Blue Devils. I'm not going to go into panic mode. I think it took literally the inevitable for Wake Forest. Now, listen, you're Duke, and you need to win this game. But it's not panic mode. I think I was I was talking more earlier about panic mode, and I know you stopped listening. So I'm talking to the listeners right now. You Duke fans, I still I will say this: I am a believer in the Duke Blue Devils. I am because it took the inevitable from Wake Forest. You're making yourself look stupid on this podcast. Remember when I said that there were 10 coaches better than Coach K and it was clearly a joke? You are dead serious right now and just speaking. Am I I making us look stupid or smart? Because here's the thing. When we disagree with each other. At least one of us is right. Yeah. I got you. (laughs) But seriously, though, I I, I think Duke's fine. What if that was like our thing? We were like, okay, we always have to disagree, so at least we'll be right. Like, we can never say that our podcast is wrong. Like, we can't agree or disagree with each other because <laughs> then we have the chance of us both being wrong. Right. And so far, most of it, we, we are wrong. So, I don't know, Hargo. Have you been like trashing on our takes this whole podcast? I think we've made some great takes so far. I mean, uh, you know me. You know me. I'm always hard on myself. I'm not sold. I'm not sold out yet, but I'm not buying any stock on this Duke team. Because, look, Lightning struck once, and they got beat by 22. And then it struck again to a second-unranked team, and they lost by 12. When you lose 10-plus to two unranked teams back-to-back, I mean, it's hard not to question the team. And they're going to go in. I think they play Virginia in their next game. Yep, on and the road. On, on Saturday. That's a big Look, game. I think they I that's think a big game. I think they lose again. And they don't, that's they three, don't lose that one. That's three straight. Well, good that we disagree because one of us will be right and our podcast will still be Duke credible. Duke will win that game. But I think they lose they lose Saturday. Um and, and you know it's just going to be why? a tough you know why they win that game? Because there is no way Virginia is going to be able to keep up with with Duke's offense. There's no way Virginia can't you, score. What, you would have, you literally trust, could you I could trust, have argued. And I trust Coach K. You could have argued that same thing with NC State and Wake Forest. I mean, I trust Coach K to not lose back to back. All right, can we go to the NBA? I don't want to talk about this. I guess. But I want to Boston the. Boston and the Lakers, what a game. Jason Tatum dropping 41. Yeah, uh, I think he had 36 also oh. last night against the Trailblazers. Um, so yeah, so he's just Tatum, been playing big. Yeah, he's been he's been off the rails. But uh, I'm to be honest, Noah, I'm starting to like the Boston Celtics a little bit more than, Mil- than the Milwaukee Bucks because – Listen, you got – okay, we go down the roster, and granted, Milwaukee – All right, here, here. This is what we're going to do. I want you to give me your pitch on Boston. Like, okay. if you were to sell this team to me, that they are the best team in the Eastern Conference, what would you say? All right, listen. Giannis is the only dude that he, – he's their go-to guy, correct? We can all agree. That when, when it's coming 
you know, when the game is going winding down, the ball is going to be in Giannis's hands. Right. But can we trust if if the Celtics are going to load up? First of all, they have one of the best defenders in basketball and Marcus Smart, who I believe if there is a guy who can lock down Giannis, one of them is Marcus Smart. Now you go down, you got Kimball Walker. Kimball Walker, I think, actually is the guy, is the go-to man. It's not Jason Tatum. But you get Jason Tatum playing like he is right now, and his numbers won't be as big because, I mean, these games that he's been dropping 40 and 36 points, Kimball Walker's been hurt. But Kimball Walker, all-star game starter, you got him, plus you got Jason Tatum. You got Jalen Brown, who's having the best season of his career. You got Marcus Smart, and then you got Daniel Tice, who recently just put up a 25 and 16 game. So you got that starting five, I think is actually better than the Milwaukee Bucks starting five because you can trust Kimba, Jason Tatum, heck, you know what? I'll say Gordon Hayward, maybe even Jalen Brown with a final shot or maybe a guy that can go get you a bucket. I would say they have four guys that you could trust to go get you a bucket. With the Milwaukee Bucks, I only say one. I don't trust Chris Middleton. I'm not a big fan of Chris Middleton. Wesley Matthews, uh, Brooke Lopez, honestly, needs to shop, stop shooting the three-pointers. Like, I don't mind. If I'm on the defense, I'm letting him shoot that ball all day. He's not an efficient three-point shooter. He, he just started shooting them and making them a little bit, and now he thinks he's a splash brother, and I hate it. He needs to get in the paint paint more because honestly he's he's a good matchup for uh daniel tice he can body him he's a he's bigger than him so i honestly that's a that's a mismatch for the milwaukee bucks that they need to take advantage of um but if they're gonna load the box and they find a way to keep Giannis like they did with the raptors at 19 points i mean the way if, if you get tatum and kimball walker dropping like 20 25 each and then you got Jalen Brown there. I mean, I really like the Boston Celtics because they're, I mean, they're a pretty good defensive team. Like I said, I like Marcus Smart. And then I think, honestly, you can find a way to, to box up and, and, and stop Giannis and contain him to 20 points. I really think you can. So I, I'm a believer in the Boston Celtics. That's my pitch. I think you just sold me. I think really? I'm going to. I'm now, putting everything wrong, on the Celtics I think, now. I think the series would go seven, and I'm still like, I'm still debating, like, but I, I'm starting to, I'm starting to lean towards the Celtics. I mean, if Tatum keeps playing like he does, Kemba comes back. I mean, his injury is nothing, but when he comes back, is he already back? Kemba's not back yet. Well, when he gets back. He's going to be doing what he's been doing all season. Yeah. Jalen Brown, arguably one of one my favorite. One of the most underrated players in basketball. One of my favorite guys to watch in the league. I mean, yeah, he's fun. This dude, this dude's just a stud. Down, he gets up and down the floor. He's fast. He's a great defender. I mean, him and Marcus Smart. Um, now, don't get me wrong. The Bucks are a great defensive team. I mean, they're, they're on pace to win close to 70 games. That's insane. Um, yeah, I think the Celtics I think if, the scores that they got. I think if the Celtics team is going to be successful, you have to have guys having games like Tatum had in this game. 
Probably um, because they yeah. don't they don't have a bench when you really look at it. I mean, yeah, and yeah, the guy the guys like coming off the for the Celtics. I mean, they have Romeo Langford and and Grant Williams and and those. I mean, guys, you have Enos so, Cantor coming yeah, like, in for like a yeah, couple so minutes. Those honestly, when when the bench when the bench squads come in because the the Bucks have. I mean, they got George Hill. They got Divincenzo. Uh, who else do they got? Uh, they got Robin Lopez. Obviously, they're they're deeper. Um, so if you get, I say Gordon. If you get Gordon Hayward or whoever their their guy, their main guy coming off the benches, he honestly is probably going to have to put up like fifteen to twenty points. But I think he can't. Whoever's Jalen Brown or Gordon Hayward can definitely do that. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at the bench um, statistics from this game. And the Boston Lakers game, and you have six minutes, 13 minutes for the Celtics bench, five minutes, zero, 18 minutes, 15. And then when you go and you look at the Lakers, you got Kuzma, 27 minutes, Dwight Howard, 18 minutes, Rondo, 22 minutes, Caldwell Pope, uh, 28 minutes, Caruso, eight minutes. Like they're just playing, like they just play so much. Yes. And I think that helps them in the long run because you don't have. Lakers are low key deep, though. Oh, they are. I mean, that, they are that, really deep. that bench is not bad at all. Especially, I mean, Alex Caruso. Like everyone, I mean, everyone makes the jokes about him, but I mean, he's an out. He's, he's a, a he, player. I think he's a great player. Yeah, I mean, he, I mean, he can go get you a bucket sometimes. Yeah. So, at the beginning of the season, and it wasn't on this podcast because we hadn't made it yet, but I said that the Clippers would beat the Lakers, and that was going to be our <laughs> bet going into the finals. But I, Harder, oh, yeah. I'm starting to think that the Lakers are going to the finals. Like, I think I feel like it's a lock, and I don't know why. Why? Do you, why um, so, what has made you change your mind? I think Paul George for the Clippers. Really? Like, I think you know, Paul George has just not been what I thought he was going to be. I mean, he's not even averaging over 20 points a game now. Granted, like it is the regular season. We're, we're, and maybe we're going to see a different Paul George probably. And well, you, maybe you're, you're right. right. You would like to think. Right. But it's hard to bet on. I, I'm starting as the season goes on. I'm like, I'm losing so much faith betting in this Clippers team. And I was all in at the beginning of the season. Like you and me talked about it. I was ready to put my uh, yeah. 50 bucks yeah, on them for the, for the, for the conference finals. We actually finals. talked about this on uh, your other podcast. Yeah. And so I was ready to put all my chips and the Clippers uh, basket, and I'm starting to pull them out one by one and putting them into the Lakers basket. I think the Lakers could meet the Celtics in the finals. Or, or I mean, yeah, you got the Bucks, and I think the Lakers beat the Celtics and the Bucks in the finals. Yeah, so. I, I, would, I would say so too. Um, but also, the, the Clippers, it kind of looks like they've been having some chemistry problems. You saw the Kawhi Leonard uh, getting really mad. I think it was Shamit or, or yeah. Montrez Harrell. And you something. never see that out of Kawhi. Yeah, you don't. Um, so it, it, it kind of looks like they're having some chemistry problems. And then you got to give it up for the Lakers. I mean, this team, every single one of those guys love each other. I mean, they're always, you know, it looks like they're always having fun on the bench. You always see a, a lot of fun videos with them. Um, so... And chemistry really does matter. A lot of people think, uh, you know, it's easy. You go get Anthony Davis and LeBron James and you're automatically – I mean, yeah, you're automatically a title contender, but it's so much more than just having the best players. 
I mean, you got to connect. You got to learn how to play together. And Kawhi, I mean, he sat out a, a pretty good amount of games this year. And the Clippers, they've been getting a lot of new players. I mean, they got Mar- uh, Marcus Morris. You got uh, Reggie Jackson coming in for the Pistons. I don't know how, how much he's going to play, um, but they just haven't had a really a lot of time to gel. Paul George was out for uh, a, a good good extent to begin the the season, so they just haven't had a lot of time to gel um, like the Lakers have. Nobody on the Lakers has been has had a significant injury this year. But yeah, I mean yep. the Lakers though. A lot of people th- uh, didn't think that they would be as deep as they would be. But Alex, the way Alex Caruso, the way Dwight Howard, and honestly, KCP has not been bad off the bench. Has not been no, bad. So, not at all. I think this Rondo, Lakers team I mean, is Rondo, deep. You're, I mean, Rondo's a winner. He knows how to win. Um, yeah. So you're going to get just solid. You're not going to get points, but you're just going to get solid basketball play when, you're, when you got Rondo on the floor. Dude, can we talk about Zach Levine for a minute? I did, like, yeah, uh, so – I guess he got mad at his at his head coach. I didn't see for some of them. I just saw a video, and he said, I have effing 40 points or something like that. They're losing by four. And I don't know if he was – if uh, is, the head coach was going to take him out, or I don't know what the deal was. I think the, I think the play was just not going to go through him. Okay. And he basically is like, screw this, dribbles down, pulls up from the logo, and, and nails it. Um, I didn't think Zach Levine had this in him. I really didn't. I never. I. I. This is absolutely blowing my mind. When he was in Minnesota, I always thought he was just, you know, he was just a dunker, and that was it. He was a guy who was good in transition, but he's starting to show like this dude is absolute baller all, all around. He can do uh, uh, just about everything, and he should have been a starter, especially because the game uh, was in Chicago. This dude should have been, or not a starter, just he, he should have been in the All Star game. Oh um, yeah. But Zach Levine, yeah, he, he, he's just had a, a phenomenal season. Um, I also want to talk about a guy who I really feel bad for, and that's Bradley Beal. So the past two games, he's dropped over 50 points. And 53 they, and then 55. Yeah, it was a 55 game they lost. Uh, yes. They lost, they lost to the Milwaukee Bucks. They lost Bucks. to Milwaukee Bucks by three. And and if I'm a player and I have a teammate who drops over 50 points and we lose, I buy him dinner. I, I you know I apologize to him like that. I mean, for a guy to put in that much effort and he can't even get the dang win, Bradley Beal. I mean, Wizards fans better enjoy him now because once free agency hits, that man is gone. I know gone, he does not. Gone. I know he does not like playing in Washington, and I, I'm really interested uh, to see like what team. You know, you know what team actually could could uh, be really even more scary if they get them and able to keep their star player on their team is the Milwaukee Bucks. If, yeah. if Bradley Beal can and can go because you can, I mean, Giannis drives you kick it out to Bradley Beal um, because obviously Giannis, when free agency comes up and the Bucks aren't doing anything to get him any help, he's going to want to leave. So that is a, I mean, that's a great way to keep Giannis contained in Milwaukee. And I mean, you keep Bradley Beal there. I mean, that's a cha- that is a champion, definite championship team. I don't see how you beat 
that team. I mean, if they had Bradley Beal, there's no way. There's no way Boston's beating them if Bradley Beal's on the Bucks right now. So I watched this game. There was no excuse for the war- the Wizards to lose at all. I mean, they were in overtime. Bradley Beal was basically scoring every bucket for them and had them up by four at one point with like a minute left in overtime, and they still lose the game. Absolutely no excuse. If I'm Bradley Beal, when it's free agency, I am not even considering going back to Washington. I don't know. What, does, he, does he become a free agent this summer? Is it soon? Uh, I'm not sure. Let me look it up. If, if it's not soon, dude needs to force a trade. He just needs to get out there. <laughs> really? Washington is arguably as bad. I would put them up there with the Knicks as some of the worst organizations in the NBA, um, just from the top down. And you have them. You have a guy like Beal who could go to a team like the Milwaukee. The Milwaukee takes interesting. Um, so you actually see Bradley Beal in like a Rockets type team. Oh my gosh! Uh, I, the, the I guess not. I guess not with Westbrook and. Harden. Yeah, because I, I still don't see him winning a championship, even with adding Bradley Beal. Um, what about the Trailblazers? No, because the the Blazers need they need like a four they need a, like a Ford or a, just a more powerful center. What if you had what if you had Bradley Beal, Dame Time, uh, and CJ and CJ McCollum. I don't I don't think that does it. When we're talking about like if you're trying to beat LeBron and AD or Kawhi and Paul George, I still don't think that's enough. I mean the Rockets are proving right now small ball might work. Yeah, but okay, no offense to Bradley Beal, but he's no James Harden and he's no Russell Westbrook. Can can we agree on that? As no, much as you not. hate those guys. Yeah. So I think that's why we can talk. Maybe if the Rockets stand a chance, if it was James Harden and Bradley Beal, will we still be having that same conversation? No. No. So I guess may, maybe. Maybe we would. But I I don't – Russell Westbrook is better than Bradley Beal and James Harden is. That, that's why I, we can talk about the small ball may work since Russ and James are there together. But I have Bradley Beal's uh, contract pulled up. So he signed a five-year extension in 2016. Oh, five Bradley. years, $127 million. But this was at the time, I mean, 2016, they, what, they were a playoff team? John Wall was alive? I mean, what is that guy doing? <laughs> where, is, where is he? I know. I, I saw him at the – he was at the Kentucky game this past weekend. But I, I don't know if he's ever going to play basketball again. But anyways, uh, so adds two years. Wait, uh, is he just hurt? Yeah. John Wall, I'm actually, I'm actually like, confused. He said, yeah, he, he's still on the – yeah, okay, never mind, sorry. Yeah, so Beal, $72 million extension, $72 million extension with the Wizards adds two years to his five-year $127 million contract he signed – in 2016 and the first year of the extension bill was set to earn about 34 million so actually it sounds like he added two years to his five-year extension he signed in 2016 so if he signed it in 2016 let's say it started in 2016 so you got 2016 to 2017 2018 2019 then he adds two years from 2019 so, so, he has one more year. so I would say actually 
it's going to be, it'll probably be like 2022 after 2022. the 2022 season. Oh, okay. okay. Something around, somewhere around those are 2020. So he needs to, he needs to force a trade this off season. Absolutely. Or like, else he's going to be there for another, I mean, three years. And you don't, when you are playing this well, like he's in his prime right now, he can't I mean, yeah, waste he's the, gonna be he can't waste these years. Yeah. I mean, or what the wizards need to do. I mean, they're not going anywhere. Like they, they're not going to sign some big superstar, yeah. trade them, get some draft picks. I mean, it, it's time. Like it, it's, it's time to let him go. Obviously it's too late right now, but over this off season, I mean, I, I wouldn't be shocked or I would encourage uh, if I was a Washington wizards, uh, to do to to trade them away. So right now, we've got. Are we, we're just over halfway through the NBA season, so I want to ask you this question: You have to pick four teams. Who is going to be in the conference finals? All right. So um, I think we would agree on the East: Bucks and Celtics. Um, yeah. Who, Bucks and Celtics. If I'm going to pick, so, I, I mean, obviously, probably Lakers, Celtics, or uh, excuse me, Lakers, Clippers uh, for the West. Um, but I actually changed. I actually changed my answer. Sorry. For the East. Yeah, I'm going right, to go. What are we doing? I'm going to. I'm going to. This is definitely not the safe pick. Okay, but like, I'm, I'm going to go fine, Celtics. I'm going to go Celtics 76ers. I'm okay. going to say the 76ers get it together. That. I don't mind that. You, you think the 76ers get it together? Okay. I think I, – and I think they upset – I think they upset the Bucks. Okay. Um, gosh, I don't think – I just don't think that's going to happen. I think uh, they – I think it would go seven. I don't think they're deep enough. Uh, I think yeah, it would go seven. I think seven. it would go seven. I guess just with the 76ers is, is just can they do it? Can Simmons and Embiid work, work good enough together to get it done? Um, because I, I really like Tobias Harris, and I've always I've always liked the Sixers. I've always liked watching Simmons and Embiid uh, play together. I mean, Embiid's got to be the man they if they're going to do that. They work, yeah, and they work well together. Um, so, my, but honestly, I, I could I could see that happening. You're gonna you're gonna love my West pick. You ready? All right. I got the Nuggets. All right. I'm I'm putting my stock in the Joker. And I got the Lakers. That's they, yeah. That, I was I was about to say that Nuggets Lakers. Which now I mean, think I think the Clippers have a really strong chance. I think the Rockets, the way that they're playing, <laughs> if they keep going, I mean the last ten, the Rockets are eight and two, and okay. I think they can make a run. I mean, like we said, all like the West is stacked. It could any team could come out here. Um, but if I'm if I was a betting man, I'm putting on I'm putting it in the Nuggets Lakers. Okay, now here's the question: Is is this a Nuggets Lakers Western Conference Finals where the Nuggets had to beat the Clippers to get into the Conference Finals, or the Lakers and Clippers had to play each other? The Lakers and Clippers. Okay, so you don't think like if it ended up being let's say Lakers Jazz and then Nuggets Clippers, you don't think there's any possible way that the Nuggets... No, I think there's a possible way. I think I think if the Nuggets see the Clippers and they go and beat the Clippers, I'm putting I'm putting a lot of stock in the Nuggets in that Lakers Nuggets series. Okay. Um, but it'd be fun. It'd be fun. And you know obviously who I'd be rooting for. 
Yeah, the Lakers. Um, no. But the thing about – I just – I don't know if this – I don't think the Nuggets could give the Lakers a seven-game series, and I know the Clippers could. Well, wait, you don't think the Lakers could, could – No, get... I don't think the Nuggets could – I don't think the Nuggets can beat the Lakers <laughs> in a Western okay. Conference Finals. Okay. I think, I think that's a five-game series. Max. Well, to be if I'm if I'm talking serious, um, maybe the chemistry does ruin it so much for the Clippers that because uh, I mean the Nuggets have good chemistry, but the Clippers have too much. I think the Clippers have too much firepower for the Nuggets because you know Jokic and Murray, you're going to get buckets from them. But where else is the scoring going to come from? Um, maybe it's Will Barton, maybe it's Gary Harris, but Gary Harris has been really. Uh, really inconsistent and and will barton i mean will barton in the playoffs i mean that that man's gonna have to almost be dropping 20 points per game if the nuggets are gonna have the chance um so there's gonna have to be some players um that usually uh you know there's gonna have to be some no-name players uh that are dropping you know 20 points per game in the playoffs almost gary harris is gonna have to come up big paul Millsap is going to have to be almost 20 point per game score. They're just going to have to be, have some more firepower um, for, for Denver. Um, and, and, and that's why I say, cause the Clippers, you know, you got Kawhi and Paul Jordan with the Lakers, you got 80 and LeBron, but if the playoffs started today, you would get the Lakers playing the Grizzlies. Would that be a sweep? Or do you think the no. Grizzlies? Get I think the out? Grizzlies would, I think they would give them all they have. And I Getting think it'd be Gri- a lot closer than people think. I think the Grizzlies um, would win one game at home. I think, I think the they Lakers, would. I think I think they would take them to a six-game series. There's no way. There really is do. no possible way. This this team is super young. None of them have played in the playoff. Oh, game. I know, I know, I know how crazy it sounds, Hargrove. I know how it's crazy insane. it sounds. There's no way this game's going six. Lakers are winning the first three. Grizzlies win game four by like a buzzer beater or they win it by like five points or something like that. They go back to LA Lakers win by 20. This gets over in five. Hey, also on my laptops have 5% at all my chargers. So we're going to do a speed around here. Then, right. you got the, then you got the nugget, the, the nugget, the nugget, the nugget, the, the nuggets, <laughs> the nuggets and the Mavericks. Uh, I think and the I Nuggets. Six. I think they. I think that's sweet. They sweep them. Really, I, I say yeah. Nuggets and six. Well, I say Luca gets them uh, two wins. Hargrove, that's so weird. We keep disagreeing. Plus, they're good on the road. He just didn't listen to all of our listeners. He didn't. Yeah, I, I was, yeah, I'm too focused. I'm too focused. They're 19 and nine on the road. By the way, the Mavericks. That's why I also say this goes six. Then you got the Clippers and the Thunder. I actually yes. think this this series is closer than people think. Gosh, really man. Uh, honestly, I'm going to say this is five or six. I, okay. I, I really okay. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm okay with that. Absolutely steamroll them. Then you got the Rockets and the Jazz. Rockets this winning goes six. Seven. Rockets and seven. Six or seven. I'm fine yeah, with that. I like James Harden on the first round. <laughs> What's the next round? We got, we'll say the Lakers and. So we, we had the Lakers and. Would it be the, the Rockets? Lakers and Rockets. I think the Lakers won in five. Lakers and five. Lakers and six. 
Lakers and six. Oh gosh, yeah, Lakers and five or six, something like that. And then we have Denver and LA. And I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna go with Denver. Uh, my realistic pick is the Clippers. Versus the Clippers. Um, but uh, I'll I'll say Denver and seven. Okay, for the sake of this, I'll say Denver and seven, just so we can have the same. All Western right. Conference Finals, and then I think the Lakers take it and go to the NBA, the All NBA right. Championship. I'll go Denver and seven. They go to okay, the, so go to so the, we have different we we have different um we have different yeah, teams, different different picks. Okay, uh, Bucks Magic Bucks sweep. Um, you don't disagree with that? Nope. Raptors Nets sweep. Raptors sweep. Raptors sweep. Celtics Pacers Celtics and six. Celtics and six. Yep. Heat Sixers. But will be a little bit more healthy. I think Heat Sixers, I think the Sixers won in six. Sixers in seven. Okay. It's going to be tough, especially because they're going to be on the road, and the Sixers are nine and 20 on the road. So it's going to be tough. Would it be Bucks Sixers, right? It would be Bucks Sixers. I think Sixers win. I'm doing it. All right. I'm going to go with, oh, gosh. Actually, I'll go with the Bucks. I'll go with the Bucks and six because I knew you were gonna pick the. I'm 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 going Bucks seven. Bucks and I th- six. I think I think the Sixers get really close to beating the Bucks. All right. And then we got the Raptors and the Celtics. Yep. No. Yeah. Raptors yeah, Celtics. Raptors Celtics. I think this goes seven. I think the Raptors give the Celtics all they have. Celtics and I think the Celtics five. went Celtics and seven. Celtics um, are blowing them out of the water. Wow, are we going? So is that Bucks Celtics? Yeah, Bucks Celtics, Celt- and then Celtics and seven. I'm gonna go. Uh, dude, box. it's just so hard. It's just so hard to bet against the fifty and eight team. It is. So I'm not. Right. I'm gonna say. Look, I'm. I know I've been talking them up. So we have all two night. different championships. I'm so gonna you, say. You, so I, got- mine's. Bucks Lakers, you're Bucks, Celtics Lakers, Nuggets. Celtics Nuggets. It's like we covered to all of honest, our bases. Though, both those championships, I would love to see it. Oh yeah. Like Lakers. You know what's great about that? No matter what happens, unless I'm crazy, we we covered all of our bases, so nobody can say we're Absolutely. wrong. Absolutely, nobody can say we're wrong. We're we're all good. We're all good. <laughs> okay. Let's get out of here because my laptop's about to die. Thank you guys so much for listening. I think we might either be back later this week or early next week, depending on if Hargrove fails out of one of his classes or not. We're going to figure it out. I am going to say it's just, I'm going to say it now. It's going to get crazier. College basketball and NBA. I'm not going with my take anymore. It's not settling down. It's taking off. So we'll be back with a lot to talk about. Thank you guys so much for listening. And we'll be back later this week, early next week.